welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Chris talks with Josh Douglas from Work Happy about how you can avoid burning out your employees and help them feel fulfilled in the work they are doing. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Josh Douglas back with us again from Work Happy, and we're going to talk through all everything about your employees, how you can avoid burning them out, and make them feel fulfilled in what they're doing. Josh, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being Hi, here. Hi, I'm excited to be back. I know. We got a new set. We got everything going on it's, here. It's really cool, man. It's pretty sweet. The I PCA know. hooked us up with this. I, I told it. you, I feel like I'm at the club. I know, it's right? It's like 20 years well, ago. Well, we're actually going to shoot a, a music video kind of like what Drake did after this. <laughs> so, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Who's I'm Drake? really excited. Uh, Drake? I'm just kidding. Durake? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, here we go again. Yeah, I know, right? So this is going to be an hour and a half long episode because <laughs> we can't stay on topic because uh, we have too much fun in what we do. Is I think you should, right? Because we Absolutely. work happy together. That's right. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> with that being said, for those of the, our listeners that didn't catch our very first episode, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a theater artist yeah. as well as the owner of the Work Happy Company. Yeah. And really Work Happy, what we do is we're geared to help organizations understand who they are and what their culture is and help them to define themselves in that in that aspect. So So you mean a business should have a culture? Yeah. And they can create their own culture? They sure can. It's not just like a hodgepodge of what happens. Right. And not only can they create their own culture, they can recreate their own culture okay so they don't have to like shut the business down start a new one that's true they can actually recreate that's good to know that's good to know um you're giant blues fan huge blues fan the whole reason we have the blue lights behind us um they say they said it's for the elite business advisors logo (laughs) i think it's more for the blues but well um we'll see what happens yeah i know right um but uh so let's talk a little bit about the employee side of things right um we're just a few weeks into the new year here um fresh start right fresh mindset everything's Mm -hmm. fresh and new although it's not much different than a month ago, but mindset shift. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about burning out employees, right? Uh, because I think generally for most businesses, unless you're like in retail or something, like this time of year, December, January is kind of slower for a lot of businesses, um, especially contractors, as you and I both know coming from that world. Um, but why do you think employees get burned out in their jobs? Well, I think it's funny. You mentioned the shift from December to January right. and how we feel much more uh, revitalized right now, yeah. right? We're in the new year. We're ready to, to, to rock and roll. Yep. And a month ago, we're like, oh, my gosh, is this year ever going to end? Right. Um, is Santa here yet? Can right, we get this over right, with? Right. Like, so a, a, lot of it's, a lot of it's mindset. But, but burnout, to, before we get into that, burnout has, according to psychologists and people way smarter than I am, 
Um, Both of us, just to right, clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are three main components okay. to burnout, and I actually put them down so I didn't mess them up and, and have the psychology world Our come after me. Our listeners appreciate that. That's right. Um, so the first one is exhaustion, Okay. right? Emotionally, physically, mentally. The second one is cynicism or detached from the work life. Uh, which could mean detached from fellow employees, your family, your work. Okay. And then the third one is a lack of accomplishment. So these three things uh, really form what burnout is. Okay. So employees get burned out for a multitude of reasons. A big one is disproportionate uh, time. Okay. So whether that's time with what you're doing, whether that's time uh, with with where you're doing it, if it's on the road, on the phone, making uh, the, the the calls that you have to make, going to your estimates, how much time do you have in a day? And I actually saw a, a, a post on Facebook today, and it talked about 40-hour work weeks yeah. and how they are something that is not really the norm anymore or shouldn't right. be the norm. Right. 40-hour work weeks were really instituted for somebody who uh, was was working to provide for a family right where and you had somebody else at home yeah that's not the case anymore so so managing time I think is is a really big part of of, of burnout and and disproportionate emotional levels okay uh, hopping from super highs to super lows dependent upon what you are doing what your boss is telling you to do and what kind of maybe the revenue stream you're bringing in and there's just there's so much that goes into the emotional aspect of it that it's really hard to for us to to separate right it all just kind of goes into one into this funnel yeah and 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 this funnel just gets smaller and smaller and eventually we crack right so that's good uh, i like that analogy by the way that's solid you know i think you know on that note of burnout um you know the time piece of it right i think the number one I don't want to say number one factor, but like from what I see with a lot of people that get burned out, whether it's business owners or employees, both is it's the time involvement of things. Mm. Right. And I think a lot of it is because there's not the systems in place. There's not some streamlined processes in place. And I'm not just going to keep using all these buzzwords that people use, yeah, but no, like, I think sure. that's a big part of it. Right. Is it's like, there's somebody I know has a landscaping company and he literally prefers to do everything. The old school, hard working way of wheelbarrow and everything and that's fine if that's what he wants to do but he can't figure out why he can't keep employees right and they can't they don't rent equipment and do stuff to make things easier and better and smarter and get more jobs done and it's like there's a disconnect there with that right and and that goes into i have i have two more points for this and one of them is working conditions yeah and the other one is unrealistic expectations and they kind of flow into each other right um the unrealistic work expectations is, is one of the biggest. I think so often we want, as contractors, we say, I want 100% all the time, yeah. every day. But pink, people don't function at 100% right. every single day. I'm happy to function at 80% for 20 hours of the week. That's, That's what I'm win. saying, right? So, <laughs> so sometimes you may have an employee who's going to function at 60 or 70%. Right. First of all, how does your employee know that that's okay? Right. How does your employee know that... Um, that they're not going to get berated for maybe being a little sluggish that day. Yeah. And how do you adapt your style as a leader to be able to adapt with the, the 70% work style as right. opposed to getting that 100, 110% that you want every day? Cause right. that's, that's, that's just unrealistic. Well, and I think, you know, you got to think from a generational level too, and not that I want to make any excuses for our generation and younger. Um, 
but you know there there was a there's an age range that they were some of the hardest working people right 12 years old they're out doing everything making money and they've had that same mentality they're not afraid to work 80 hours a week at 50 55 60 years old and they expect that out of everybody else and i don't think it's I think it's wrong to expect that because not everybody is built like that specific business owner, yeah. right? There's people out there in the world still to this day that are a workhorse like that. Yeah, for sure. But they automatically assume that everybody should be like them. And if you're not like them, something's wrong with you, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it needs to be that realistic expectation of not everybody is built like I am to work X amount of hours or to think this way, right? Like I even have to watch that. Like, you know me, Mm -hmm. I think very business minded and I love spreadsheets and numbers and I just can (laughs) easily like look through and things make sense to me. Right. And sometimes I have to catch myself. I'm like, why can't somebody understand this? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's because they're not wired the same way I am. Right. And that's okay. You know, so I think as a business owner, we have to remember if you are that person that's like, I don't have a problem working 80 hours a week. Okay, well, that's fine if you're happy with that, but not everybody's going to have that same philosophy. Right. Well, back to the generational thing. I mean, I think that that's very much 110%, right? That's yeah. that's that's what it was, but now society and the world has thrown so much more into the mix right. that to function at that level is going to cause burnout. Right. That's exactly what it's doing. Yeah. Um that you, you can't manage your time because of everything that you have. Right. It's not just pushing a wheelbarrow around anymore like your like your landscaper yeah. has. That's why you can't keep employees. So Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. Did you say you had another point in addition to the unrealistic expectations? Uh, just and... working conditions. Yeah. Okay. Um I think they kinda go hand in hand. Yeah. Um I think that, you know, making sure that you as a business owner, your working conditions are <sighs> It's you don't want to say like you don't need as there's a ping pong table set up right outside. Right. You don't need ping pong tables, pinball machines. Right. Uh, that's that was the start of the cultural movement, right? Right. But that's not necessarily the the answer. Right. The answer is more about listening to your employees with your company and, and understanding what, what their needs are. Yeah. Exactly, you got I like it. That. So I like that. No, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, I want to hit on the fulfillment piece real quick, um, and we may talk more about this in a little bit. But I think that 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 seems to help people push through burnout when they're fulfilled in what they're doing. Because some people I know, they're fine working 60 hours a week because they're fulfilled in it. They're doing mm-hmm. what they feel like they're called to do and like the skill set they were given to do things. And like the time is like, I mean, it may not be ideal for them, but they're willing to push through that, right? Like I know for me, these three weeks here between Thanksgiving and Christmas when we're recording this are chaos, basically. Yeah. But I don't care because I love what I do. Like I truth like i was working till nine o'clock last night christina's like what are you doing i'm like i just need to get stuff done and caught up and like not be so stressed out the next few days it's fine and i'm like guess what i don't care like i'm happy to sit here and do this because i enjoy what i do for people Mm -hmm. i enjoy the work and so for me the the time involvement isn't as big of a deal when the fulfillment is there well, fulfillment and what you have going on in your life. Exactly. But coming up, right. your life is going to change drastically. Just a little bit. Just a little so, bit. So, yeah. you know, working till 9 o'clock at night might not be realistic for no, you. No, instead I'll be up at 2 o'clock working. So, right. You know. So now you have, yeah. now you have, and we're not going to call a kid a hindrance, but no. you have this other factor right. that's boiled in that's going to that's going to push you toward burnout. And it's yeah. not because it's anybody's fault. It's not no. a child's fault. It's not a wife's fault. It's not a friend's fault. Um, it's not your work's fault. Right. But it it is about managing that time. Yep. And how do you manage it 
and how as, as an employer, how do you help your employees manage their time effectively? Right. Well, I think one thing too, to kind of keep in mind as we're talking about this, and then we'll eventually get onto our next point here in the next hour. Um, <laughs> one thing to think about is, you know, as you're talking through the time and just like things that need done in the business, right? A lot of times business owners, if, if something extra needs done, one of two things happens. They take it on themselves and add it to their plate or they push it off on their employees to do, right? Which is fine. But there becomes a point where you have to ask questions of like, does it make sense for this person to do this? Right. And is it adding too much to their plate? Is it, am I better off outsourcing this to someone? Is there a 15 year old high school student that can do our social media for us instead of me doing it or putting it off on somebody else? Or like, whatever it is, like think outside the box a little bit, right? right. Because, you know, naturally we think like, oh, we have employees, like we're paying them or, you know, oh, they can make more money doing this. But really it's just one thing that distracts them from their real job. Um, and there's better solutions out there for you to be able to get all these things done. So I think that's one way that people can kind of help manage your employees' time management. Yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, understanding your employees' goals, both personal and professional, and then working off of that to be able to know if I can give yeah. employee X this task. So it's not just deciding if I can have, if there's somebody in social media, you right. know, like it's 15, in high school, they can handle the social media, which they probably can, and they probably handle it much better than and, you or I or that yep. business owner. But, you know, making sure that you understand where your employees are coming from, what they're looking for, what their goals are, and 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 how that can relate to your business. If you can attach those things, right. their goals, and make them part of your business, you're gonna you're gonna succeed, and that employee is gonna feel like they have a purpose with their yeah. with their with their job. I was actually talking to a contractor about this the other day. I think that's why it was fresh in my head. And we were talking about it, and it was about social media, right? And just like we need to get more consistent with posting. We need to capture things on job sites more, photos, videos, all these different things. Um, and he brought it up in one of his team meetings with his employees, and one guy was like, I would love to do that. He's like, I really enjoy doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, then you should, right? Because the fulfillment, even though it's adding something else on his plate that has nothing to do with his job description, but like if he's fulfilled and enjoys that, mm -hmm. like that's going to be a win-win, even if that takes him out of the production for a couple hours each week. Right, but that's the thing. You don't have to pay him more for this specific exactly. task. You say, hey, man, or hey, whomever, you're going to get finished an hour and a half early yeah. every day. You go take your pictures, and when you're done, you're done. Yeah. See you later. Exactly. So I, I think it's a very good point. Yep. No, it's good. So what are three common mistakes that you see business owners make when it comes to managing their employees? Well, we already talked about one, unrealistic expectations. Yep. I think that's a big one. I think so often there are so many unrealistic expectations set. Or and I'm not talking set. Or not set, yeah. And, and I'm talking like this isn't just contractors. Unrealistic expectations are set more so with corporate America than they are with uh, – contractors, yep. but they, they're still set. And so I think taking a step back and, and asking myself, is this a realistic goal? Right. Uh, focusing on smart goals or sm focusing on smart tasks yep. uh, will really help people dial into that. I'm not going to talk more about unrealistic expectations. Right. We, okay. we hashed that out already. Yeah, I think so. They're already tuning us out. Um, so so number two. effective communication. Okay. I, I think that in order, and this goes back to understanding your employees' goals, understanding what they want from their yeah. life, from their career. Is this a job you're just going to come in and get your dollars and go, right. which is fine. I need to know these things so I can communicate what I want to do right. and, and where I'm going. Take Bring everybody in. 
you're going to build trust that way. Yep. Don't keep everything. You don't have to tell them like what your gross profit is, you right. know, or what you're paying in taxes, but make sure that you're, you're letting them in to your life right. and into your business. So they, so they know, and they, they, they'll consider well, you more it, human. Yeah. I think it builds trust when you're transparent and with empathy. people, it builds trust. Yeah. And I always joke, like tell them how much you pay in taxes so that they never want to go start their own business and leave you. But yeah. you know, um, <laughs> and I'm getting on that, but, um, uh, but no, I think there is something to be truth, like truth and transparency. Mm-hmm. You know, it builds yep. that trust and that relationship with people and they appreciate it. Right. You know? And then the third thing to tack onto that is treat them like human beings. Yeah. Don't treat them like your employees. They're human beings just right. like you. They have feelings just like you. They have a family just right. like you. They have financial issues just like you. Your business is not the end-all, be-all. Right. You have to be able to take a step back and look at everything from a macro perspective. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think, you know, oftentimes – and I don't think it's done intentionally for a lot of people. I agree. Let me clarify that. I, but I do think a lot of times we have that, I say we as business owners, we have that mindset of like, you're my employee. You're going to do what I tell you to do because I'm signing your paychecks, right? Again, yeah. consciously or subconsciously, like just the chain of command that they're like, you know, you're their boss. We automatically kind of assume that. So when those little things come up, it's like, hey, I'm just going to make them do it. Like they're my employee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's just, it, just catch your thinking on that. If you're listening to this and even if you don't, if you're like, oh, I've never done that, I guarantee you have once, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> I know I And did. if not, it's been done to you. Exactly. Right. Like I know I used to do that whenever I had my painting company to guys and it wasn't intentional, but it was like, Hey, no, I'm paying them. Like, I'll just make them go do this. Right. right? Like, and so, I mean, that's, that's on me at that point. I'll admit that. And it wasn't from a power source or it wasn't like, Oh, they're my employees. I'm going to make them do whatever mm-hmm. I tell them to No. But it's just you have that, like, natural mindset, I guess. And well, so you have to guard yourself against treating people right, in that manner. Right. You've earned it. Yeah. I've, I've built this business. I've earned it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as a business owner, like, how can you ensure the employees are happy and fulfilled with what they're doing? So we talked a lot about um, understanding your employees' goals yep. um, and, and seeing how you can support them with, with that. Yeah. Uh, understand what they like outside of work. Okay. I think that's I think that's big. It's the empathy part, right? Yeah. It's it's caring for an individual and putting yourself in their shoes and understanding what they're going through. Uh, I know we hear a lot of especially in the painting world, we hear a lot of oh my car broke down the yeah. the morning of when you're starting a, you know, a project yeah. that's an $8,000 you know, repaint or something of those na- something of that nature, but yeah. we it's hard to look to the genuine side of things. We immediately want to be like, well, why are you calling me this morning and telling me like you have a spare, don't you? Right. As oh, opposed yeah. to saying, Hey, what's going on? Like, talk to me, tell yeah. me a little bit about what's happening. And then, and then ask them if they need some help. Yeah. Do you need help with this? Can I, can I come give you a lift? Right. Things of that nature. So I think that's one of them. But I, I, I think really a big part of it is putting a person in, in a position where they will succeed as opposed to a position that needs to be filled. So putting the right people in the right seats on the bus. You got it. Not just getting the right people you on got the it. bus, and but you putting them in the it, right seats And you mentioned it. it earlier with the social media. Yeah. Right? You have somebody who's willing to do this, somebody who's willing to hop into that seat yeah. and do it, and you're, not, and you're not letting them. Yeah. You're not even finding out. Right. 
if they want to do that. And that goes back to understanding your employees, listening to them, using that effective communication to understand what it is that they want, not only with your job, but with their life, because you might be able to, to, to help with that. Right. Well, that's a good point. You know, I think one thing um, I'm really excited for one of our upcoming episodes, so I won't dive too deep into this, but I think one thing, at least for me, I, I coached high school hockey after I graduated high school. And like, I've always enjoyed like trying to be a good influence on younger people. Let's mm -hmm. probably didn't always happen. Well aware, but you know, I think we forget as business owners that like we're helping mold other people for the good, mm -hmm. for the worse, right? Um, you know, I'm a big Clemson fan, college football. My dad's cousins teach out there. Um, and I love Dabo Sweeney out there, the coach of the Clemson football team, because he's not just developing great elite athletes. He's developing great human beings in the process. And there's a lot of people that we'll never hear about, even being a Clemson fan. If you're not one of their top seven players, you don't know anybody else on the team because mm -hmm. they're usually in and out in a few years. But, like, the impact that those players go on to have. And I think we need to take that same philosophy as business owners and realize, like, no, we're here to try to, like, if we're trying to spread good in the world, we're trying to provide a good product or service in what we do, we need to take that same approach with the employees. And we need to try to help build them into building other people. Right. If that makes sense. And it goes back to the car analogy. Like, hey, man, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Like, or, hey, let me go drop the paint off on the job site, get everybody else started. I'll be at your house in an hour, and let's, let me see if I can figure this out. Right. We talked about it in episode one. Yeah. Numero uno. Be a coach. Exactly. Coach people. Don't boss people. Exactly. There's, there's a massive difference between the two. Yep. And to be able to, to understand that and then act on coaching as opposed to bossing, right. you will see. And it's not going to happen like that, right? It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. So don't expect it to happen overnight. Right. It's going to take time. Yep. But you have to be willing as a business leader to be able to make those changes right. and adapt yeah. and, and, and become a coach yeah. as opposed to a boss. So I've got a new thing I think I'm going to do this season. Okay. Every episode. I get to keep this coffee mug? No, I wish. I wish. Um, someday. But if I was going to let you keep it, I'd put your logo on it, not ours. So. <laughs> um, we just talked about that in the episode of Emily. Um, every episode, I want to make a Ted Lasso reference. That's my goal. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen the what show, what if you don't I'm have Apple TV? You. Can I get your login? Yeah, I'll give. Can it we to you. all get your login? Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's Josh is the best is the password. Perfect. Um, anyways, but no, I love the show for that reason. Is like he is the like perfect leader and coach of this football team, right? There's so many things that happen, especially in season one, that he could just ignore or blow up on somebody, and he always takes the approach of kind of coming alongside and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" How, like, what's, what's, what can I help with? Like, what's the deeper issue here? Mm -hmm. Um, you got to watch the show. I'll give you my login. I don't even care. <laughs> Apple didn't hear me say that. Um, who am I kidding? So Apple let's get that everything. reference. Yeah, Come exactly. on, let's go spit it out. What no, that's you? it right there. Oh, like him being the leader that is oh, empathetic. Okay. I thought every, and, every episode you said you're going to. Well, I'm just going to have nugget. a reference to the show. Oh, I'm going to have a right. reference to the all show. Right. Uh, but like, no, just being the empathetic leader and just the way that he leads people through anybody that's watched the show will understand where I'm coming from with that. And the way that he leads through situations like through, you know, the show, the team doesn't go as planned. I won't spoil it for you. Mm, thanks. Um, but like he's, he has a way of just like keeping this command and this like leadership of people that like his team knows that he's got their back no matter what. Um, and so I think that we need to, as business owners, we need to have that same attitude towards our employees. You're creating fulfillment. Yeah, you know, exactly. With your athletes or with your employees. Exactly. Um, so one thing I want to hit on here before we start to wrap up, um, we had an episode uh, a couple months back with Joel Griner. We talked about mental health in the workplace. And Joel was a, 
um, a licensed therapist that's in the painting world now. It's a super cool story. Um, and we talked a lot about the mirror effect on leadership with employees, right? Um, so, and really the concept is, you know, that what you portray is what they're going to receive. The mirror. Haha. <laughs> Get the analogy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm married to a therapist. So yeah, I know you are. Who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> so how do you recommend a leader really evaluate themselves and their culture to make those necessary changes? As we talked about earlier, you can change the culture. How do you look in the mirror at yourself to keep on the pun um, and like evaluate that? And what are the steps you can take moving forward? So I think there's two things you need to do. Okay. And the first one is you have to ask questions. Okay. Now the question is, what, what questions, questions do you ask, are you going right? to question? Yeah. So, so, but you, you, you need to ask yourself, not just yourself, you need to ask your employees, you need to ask people, your clients, you need to ask your family members, and you need to ask people completely outside of what you are doing. What's working? What's not working? Benchmark. Right? What can I do differently? And what can I change? Yeah. I think those are all really good questions to ask. I stole that straight from my former employer. Um, and no I hated answering those questions whenever they would give it to us. They would say, here, fill this out. It was the wrong intent behind it. Right. And that's why I didn't like it. Yeah. But I find myself asking those questions to my clients all the time right. to ask themselves. Because I think it's very important to find out what is working and what's not working. And you can gear it toward anything you want. So if we're talking about from a cultural standpoint, right, what's working? Well, what's working is that I have employees that show up every day. Oh, that's awesome. Great. That's, the that's battle, a good right? start, right? What's not working? Well, sometimes they want to take half days. Yeah. Sometimes they have to do uh, pick up their kids early. Um, they want more vacation time. That's right. not working. Okay. So what are we going to do differently? What's going to change? And that's where... Uh, the second part of this is seek outside guidance. Okay. It doesn't have to be Chris. It doesn't have to be Josh. You don't have to pay somebody for it. Right. You can. Yeah, help. We'll you take your money. Absolutely all day. can. Yeah. yeah. Kidding. But not kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your money if I can add value to your life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, but I mean, finding out what other people are seeing and what they are thinking about your business and whatever specific yeah. questions you're going to be asking. Um, you'll have some eye-opening, yeah. some eye-opening answers. I'm glad you said that, and I didn't pay Josh to say that to lead into this thought, but I'm going to go there anyway since you brought it up. So, um, earlier in 2021, we launched mastermind groups specifically for painting contractors because we saw the value in the collaboration over competition. Right, people that aren't in the same market um, working together they can share the best practices and what's going on and how people are doing things. Um, and we had the idea coming out of the PCA expo back in 2020 and just seeing like all the connections made and the conversations and the way people kept in touch. And, you know, again, somebody in California has no issues talking to somebody in Maryland about business because like they're right. not going to overlap. Right. right? Um, and so we, we kind of been sitting on that idea for a while, finally got the structure down, launched it. And what we've seen from those groups has been, 10 times more rewarding than what we could have expected. And the value from it and the feedback we've gotten from some people that were clients that started in with us, some people that have came in after the fact, um, and we're still launching new groups and adding more people because we're seeing the value in that. And it, it's all around that exact principle is just having somebody to talk to that's in the exact same shoes as you, that can provide some insight and some experience to help you not make mistakes or you know avoid mm -hmm. or 
undo mistakes made. Um, and, and so I love that you talk about that as just the benchmarking side of it, right? Having yeah. somebody to talk to. Peer-to-peer focus is, is exactly. huge. I, yeah. think, I think that's great. And, and I'll take it, take it a step further. I don't think you have to be in two separate states. I think if you are in the, the actual, you can accomplish a lot. And we won't dive down the rabbit hole, but you can accomplish a lot by talking with the other contractors or painters in your community. Exactly. Understanding how much they're charging. Oh my gosh, they're charging $20 more than me and they're still getting all this work. What have what I been doing I, for the past yeah. two years, three years, five years, among many other things? I agree. So, I agree. And it's kind of cool because two of our groups, there's people that are within like 45 minutes of each other, you know, and they're both like, we don't care. Like, we know there's enough work yeah. going on. Like, we could both grow to $5 million each. There is no shortage still, of work right now. And guess now. what? They've collaborated on some stuff. When but, one of them couldn't do something, they sent it to the other one and vice versa. That's awesome. So it's been really cool to see. So um, so thanks for bringing that up. I, uh, oh, I appreciate sure. you leading in on that. No I'll problem. send your check tomorrow. So, um, well, Josh, I appreciate You're not going to send me a check. I am not going to send you a check. I want to clarify <laughs> do that. Do you use right checks? Now. What are what are those? Are those the right. paper things? Yeah, they have numbers in the top corner and then that's oh, your okay. name in the other corner yeah, and no, i haven't touched. then you have to balance I've a never checkbook had a, what is a checkbook that's a yeah mm-hmm. you mean online banking <laughs> um <laughs> well i appreciate you coming back on the show i always love having you i, I appreciate you having me with you um it's fun you're engaging i appreciate it what's one final thing you'd love to leave business owners with uh, I'm a little disappointed that we only get 25 minutes, by the way. Yeah, I know. If I'd have known it was only going to be 25 minutes. Well, we're at 30, actually. I wouldn't, oh, we are? Yeah. So I went over my limit? Yeah, but All it's right, fine. cool. I said cool. 25 to 30. As long we're as trying I to keep over. our episodes a little shorter over. this season. So. Um, the, the, the piece of advice is the same piece of advice that I gave last time. It's the same piece of advice that I'll give every time. Listen. Open your ears and listen in this world, whether it's with your employees, whether it's with your uh, significant other, your children, on television, listen and take it all in. We're so quick to talk. We're so quick to say, and I, listen, I'm guilty of it, <laughs> like extremely guilty I'm, of I'm it. I'm with you. We're so quick to, to state what our what we're doing and, and, and what's important to us. We don't yeah. take the time to, to listen to other people, and that'll help build empathy, and that'll make you more of an effective communicator, which are all things that we discussed today. Awesome. Well, Josh, I appreciate it. Um, how can people get a hold of you? I'll put it in the, the show notes here. Yeah, yeah, you can notes. email me, josh at workhappyco.com. Cool. I'll Easy be sure enough. to put that in there. Um, thanks for taking the time to do it, and uh, let's go Blues. All right, let's go Blues. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.